Do it again. Of all the gin joints in all the towns in all the world. You're listening to Drinks, Jokes, and Storytelling. A martini, shaken, not stirred. Don't try and church it up, son. You can't handle the truth. I am the picture that got small. Your first one's on us. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Drinks, Jokes, and Storytelling. I'm your host, Mark Rigadon, and with me as always... Richie Bird! How are you doing on this Taco Tuesday Cinco de Mayo fighting Cinco the coronavirus? Good for you. I don't... I'm not a big Cinco de Mayo guy. I, I don't know. I mean, you... I didn't even know there was a war. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the French were fighting the the Mexicans, and what? When was this? Do you know? A long time ago. And the Mexicans beat the French on May. It was a, and it was just a battle. It wasn't a. It wasn't the war. It'd be it, like, it, 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 so they won a battle. Yeah, it'd be like if we celebrated the United States because we won Gettysburg. Yeah. <laughs> so it's uh... well, we don't celebrate the Alamo. That's for sure. <laughs> Well, I'm actually uh, let's start the show like we start every show. What are you drinking, buddy? All right, we uh we'll bring I, when we bring the guests out, we'll this, let them do theirs. Here's the deal. Our guest is the only guest that we ever had. She's a returning. She's coming. We brought her back. When we did the first season, she was on and she actually showed up with a bottle of wine for all of us to drink. Yeah. If you remember. And I thought that was very nice of her. She didn't just bring a bottle of wine. She brought glasses. She <laughs> went all out. She didn't think the comic strip had glasses or something. So I, in <laughs> honor of Maureen Langan, I'm, I'm having some red wine. Ah. So I'm drinking a Coors, but mm -hmm. I brought my prop Corona 19. Ah, I got it. Good man. <laughs> I, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about diving in the prop comedy when no. this is over. This is the time when this is over? <laughs> all right. I mean, this I'm episode. Kidding. When this is over, <laughs> this is brutal. I don't know. It's it's getting to me. It's starting yeah. to get to me. Yeah, I, I'm yeah. I'm feeling it. I'm definitely feeling the cabin fever. I want to get out. I I feel like I've, I I feel like I'm in prison, even though like I'm having a good time. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, oh well, my god, I'm doing a show Friday. Yeah, yeah, I'm doing a show for Joel. That's right. Yeah, at a at a place, the railroad, and they. They got an outdoor thing. So it'll be, and Joel called me and he goes, got a gig for you, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, uh, it's like, not sure I want to do it. Flam's in the house, baby. What's up, Flammer? Oh, man. Oh, we got somebody's having white wine. Very nice. Wine. But you know, like, how bad, you know that feeling you get when, you, when you're working, you're like, I don't want to go through this. How can I have that now, Mark? How can I possibly because have that? Because we've been off so long that it's like I, rust is going to just start yeah, and falling out I wasn't under expecting us. a show on Friday. For some reason in my head, it would be a wow, you know? And yeah. I, I don't know. It's kind of weird. It's going to be weird. I'm a little nervous. <laughs> I don't know if anything's going to fit either. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah, it's going to – I have a feeling it's going to be really weird getting back up and uh, being in front of an audience. Up. It's like starting over, but at least you have chops, you know? So, like, you have material, but it's going to be starting over. Yeah. And, yeah. and I mean, the whole, like, I'm not, I mean, I guess we got to switch mics. 
Oh, wow. You know, uh, things like, I'm not, I mean, I'm, sh I'm wondering if the audience will be in masks, you know, uh, which, uh, you know, it'll be weird not seeing people laughing. They'll be all social distanced. Yeah. <laughs> if that's a word. <laughs> speaking of masks. And speaking of stupid. And speaking of stupid, which <laughs> normally is how people speak when they hear my eye. <laughs> Some people are taking, are trying hard. They're trying hard to be part of the solution people, to help. Best intentions. Yeah. Best, best, that. best intentions. And they're failing miserably. So we're going to go to our segment that we call drinks, jokes, and screw ups. Our first one, I think, uh, I think we should go with the photo first because okay. I don't think the photo can follow the video. Okay. Let so me we're going to bring up this guy is best intention. Best intention. Ah, uh, uh, oh my that's god! Not a way to fight a disease. Wow. <laughs> but uh, I think yeah. I dated him. <laughs> and now we have a video. This could be one of the dumbest women. Drinks, jokes, and screw ups. So this girl's coming in with her mask on. Y'all need to see this. Hey, Joe. Look at this ghetto ass mask. Hello. Hello. How you doing? Pretty good. I need ten on pump one, please. Ah, where'd you get that mask from? Well, since we have to wear them, and it makes it harder to breathe, it just makes it a lot easier to breathe. Cutting it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll, I'll do that too. Okay. Thanks for the advice. Appreciate you. What the living hell? Drinks, jokes, and screw ups. <laughs> Here's the funny thing. I bet she's our biggest fan. We just lost a viewer. We're gonna be down. <laughs> I just flammer noser. <laughs> I don't get what's the point at all of having the mask if you're cutting out the whole part that you're supposed to be covering. It's really, really stupid. Oh my god! It's really just stupidity at its best. So my neighbor's family's from Japan, and they said every household gets two masks. That's it. They only get two. Really? They're not even full size masks. They're little. He says they barely cover your face. And uh, every house gets two. Even if you eight people live in your house, you get two masks. Wow. What that's about. Pretty, um... That's pretty scary. It. Don't say it, Richie. I think I know where you're going. <laughs> so should we. Uh... Yeah. I think I think we've fucked around enough here. What do yeah. you. Think? Let's let's get down to business. Yes. Let's get down to brass tacks. Our guest tonight, very funny, funny woman. Love her to death. Been friends with her a very long time. You know, she had a radio show in in, New, in San Francisco for many years. And a few years ago, I was co-hosting it with her. I had a lot of fun. We did. I did like a whole summer with her. She uh, took it now. She's doing a, a daily web talk show, Hanging with Langan, which was the name of a radio show. Hanging with there. Langan, Monday through Friday, 3 p.m. Facebook Live. And I love her to death, and you love her to death. Let's get her out of here. Maureen Langan, everybody. Maureen Langan's in the house. She's so virtually in the house. Guys. I know. I love you guys. It's good to see you. I like that you're doing this on the dot com, as my Irish mother would call it. It's nice. <laughs> no, it looks really good. I like this whole stream yard or junkyard or whatever yard, lumber yard. I like it. It looks really good. Thank, good. thank you. And, and you're on Facebook Live? I'm on the doc. Yeah, I'm doing Monday through Friday, 
I'm doing, a, you know, hanging with Langan. I have a Facebook group page and I do it on the timeline, bringing in comics, going behind the scenes. I'll have to have you guys on, mm. scratching the surface. You know, not, it's not, it's real talk. Find out what people are about, you know. So um, I noticed that this is the second time now you have a show and we had to have you on our show first before you offered to put us on your show. All right, <laughs> let me tell you something. I'm going to come at you, mister. Fourth largest market in the country, KGO. I had you on any time you wanted. And I would say, Richie, you don't have to come next week. No, Joel thinks it's good for me. I should yeah, do it. And then I took you out for whiskey and spent more than I made so that <laughs> I could appreciate you. And I'm like, are you shitting me? Are you, you came on whenever you wanted. I said, no, you know, this is good for me. That was we a fun night. night. That was a we fun night. night. That was the fourth largest market in the country. You got some good tape, baby. I know, I did. And what happened? The show's no longer there. Yeah, you know what they did? Well, listen, it was seven you years. Did it for what? Seven? How many years? Seven years. And I could do it wherever I was traveling because I live in New York. I could do right. it at the sister station, which is where you would come in. You made me laugh so much on that show. We had a lot of fun. With, on uh, and you, when you, you sing, I loved when you would sing. She'd make me sing, Mark. She's, come on. Why don't you do it? No, I want to tell you a story. story. Would you say for me? Last July 4th, Yeah. Uh, I went to see. My my buddy did a production of 1776. And I, on the Fourth of July, I went to see it. Yeah, and I'm watching it, and that Lee song. Because and, and yeah. I realized where I was a year earlier. I was on your show, then yeah. for the first time, and you were singing the Lee song. Yeah, here Lee, there everywhere, a Lee, a Lee. I'm Henry Richard well, Lee. Maureen Langham, we come prepared. Joey, can we can we see it? Oh, do you have it? Wait, wait, wait. Is that Tom Anselm singing? <laughs> I like it. Aww. One more minute. Oh, that's that my was... favorite. Thank you, I feel like that was, you. That was Tom Anselm singing for Tom you. <laughs> now, that was so good. Thank you. I recently watched the. Remember the HBO special about John Adams, the documentary? Yes. With the uh, can't think of his name, the guy from Billions, and uh, what's his name? The actor. Ah, uh, uh, we do this every episode. We can't I remember. This, yeah, I'm so old, Maureen. Anyway, um, someone's gonna write it up. I know it, but uh, they it was a documentary about 13 years ago about John Adams, and when they got to the part about the 1776. In comes the tiger. I'm Richard Lee from Virginia. And I, that was it, Maureen. I I'm like, I'm walking around my house. It's contagious, right? And like, I used to have a regular guy, uh, a movie critic, come on my uh, Hang with Lang radio show, and he'd be like, Oh no, here she goes again. And then my Sicilian lover's like, Please, not with Henry Lee again. Please, no more Lee. There, are Lee, there are everybody. You guys, you guys aren't 76er fans. <laughs> We should be, right? <laughs> oh, that was fun. Richie, I miss you singing. Aren't you going to sing a song? I'm not going to sing a song. Give us a really? tune, Richie. Oh, Come, on. Really Come on. You're so good. Come Mark, on. She did, she'd do this every Sunday night, no matter where how tired I was. She was so just give us sing. a note. 
please. Give us a note. And we, a can, little, we can bitty. close it out. This is you. I'm. It's my show. You're the guest. I do what I want. I hate you. <laughs> and I'm taking my ball home. And <laughs> but you're a good singer, and it's really fun. And it's Ben Creed on the other night, and he was imitating me, my act, and he was singing "I Left My Heart in San Francisco," which I found incredibly funny since I'd never done that song in my act ever. <laughs> my youngest sister, she she remembers Richie at Rascals when I was brand new. Uh, well, Giamatti, thank you, Colleen. I knew someone would come up with it. And my sister remembers my... from Rascals. Yeah, and my youngest, she's 15 years younger than I. She was like, Maureen, that guy, Richie, always cracks me up. She still remembers, stepped on a pop-pop. <laughs> she thinks, she still remembers that. That's, yeah. a, that's a long time ago. Yeah, it was. I haven't, hey, done, that, I haven't done that bit in about three weeks. So, I don't know, say six, all right, it's three. Hey, I got a good wine recommendation. Do you? Affordable, yes. delicious, I'll have it tonight because I'm in California, it's a little earlier. Trader Joe's. It's a $12.99 bottle, Trader Joe's Cabernet Reserve. It's 2018. Okay, it's not age, but it is really good. You guys have brought your mouth back, but you like a little of the fuller, you say. So um, yes. I would do that. And what I had of the two-buck chuck. It was good. Really? All right, all right. <laughs> I expected well, it to be horrible. It was decent. Well, so this is a Trader Joe's label. It's Grand Reserve 2018 Cabernet. Very good. You're welcome. Chalk Hill, Chalk Hill, Chalk Hill. What what whiskey did you drink that I used that I got you a bottle of? Me? Yeah. No, it was scotch. It was, scotch. You, oh, you, yeah. you did. You got me a, a great bottle of uh, uh Macallans. Nice. You got me a Macallans. Oh, I did. I'm so nice. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Macallans scotch. Yeah, it was very nice of you. I know. And you, up, you drove in your bike and it was raining. Oh yeah, it's snowing. And you kept yeah, and you kept fucking talking about it. I remember that. You wouldn't shut up about it. About how much I did for you? Yeah. I came on my bike in the freezing cold and brought you yeah. uh, yes. You're so Irish. You're so, you're so Irish pain in the ass woman. I know. Really he's like, he's just a submissive chick, so then he runs into me. No, you're not. <laughs> I mean, so um What are you thing? drinking, Maureen? Well, I'm not drinking out, but I have what I just told you. I'm gonna have that tonight. Okay. The so. uh, Trader Joe's Chalk Hill uh Grand Reserve, twelve ninety nine. I'm telling you it's some good shit. Awesome. And do you have a joke? I don't have a joke. We didn't okay, okay. I got some new material because of coronavirus. So this is what I got to work out. You know me. I got to get into my. See, that's, a, that's something I want to talk about too, but go ahead. Do your joke. I have my anger, which I usually put on stage, but the, the joke, the material's there. Then I'll work out the energy behind it. So I'll just give you the meat of it right now. So, you know, I um, when this coronavirus first started, um, they stopped all the sporting events. And you know that, right? Of course. So I said, had they, you know, uh, ended golf sooner my marriage might have lasted and um now that they've started it up again i'm wondering if i'm still a beneficiary <laughs> that's all right i'll work it into my attitude about him but that's good to i like it yeah, that's the hard part now about going back is everybody's gonna have covid jokes yeah but to do it or not to is gonna be the major question yeah, yeah and you will have those people my, my brother died you'll, yeah. you'll have that my brother died. Oh, that's, that's my right. mother, I get to be with him. Trying to make a buck here, dude. Please. But you know what it is too. It's um, like what I just told you. Now it's all very truthful. It's like he always golfed, and it really affected our marriage. So I think if I weave that in to, there's truth in it. Hey, if he didn't golf so much and he spent more time with me, you know, maybe we would have lasted. So, yeah, maybe. 
you know, I and that, and I can weave that in when I talk about him. And then the thing is, and I still do wonder, did he ever, because he's such a procrastinator, maybe I am still a beneficiary. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Everybody has to look at the positive side of life. So that's all. Sure. I think if it's truthful, you know, whatever. I people, But what's going to happen, too, it's almost going to look glaring. And I say this to you guys, Mark, and, and to Richie. It's almost going to look glaring if there isn't an update in our material, whatever that might be. Right. Whether it be talking about isolation or your relationship from afar or together. It doesn't have to be COVID, 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 COVID. But it has to be how I think who we've changed or what we're about. And that doesn't have to use the word COVID all the time or just be about the virus. It can be what yeah. we've realized about ourselves or what we do like or don't. But I think just to go back to the material as it was is going to look I don't even remember my act, so so it'll be new to me. But um, you know, it's gonna be. What do you think? Don't you think there has to be? Oh yeah. Well, I think that's where this is born from. We had just gone back to the comic strip, and where you did the first show, the first drinks and show storytelling. Yes, yes, yeah, so I broke and, the line. Yeah. And we had like five shows in the can, and Joel called me and said, "Hey, next week we're gonna start the show. Uh, we're gonna start putting it up on Facebook," and I'm like. Yeah, I don't know that it's going to come across well now. I mean, like one of the shows was a comic talking about losing his job. And this is all before the virus, you know. This is pre-virus. Ah, so, so like, okay. Yeah, you know, everything's changed. So then Joel said, well, maybe we should just go live on on Facebook, on the air, on YouTube. And I'm like, right. And Mark said, let's try it. And that's so, yeah. like, already just this only came about because we didn't know what else to do. We didn't want to. We didn't want to air shows that weren't pertinent because the world changed so quickly, so fast. So quickly. I'm glad you guys are doing it. It looks really good. And, I, and I, now I was in the studio with you guys, so I always think of it as a podcast. But were you always streaming it visually as well? No, exactly. no. It, 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 it was always born from this. I like this. I, I like yeah. that other dimension of seeing people. And, and we're not going to go back. We can't go back now. We're, we're going back, Richie. Can't go home again. But why does it say goodbye, Rosie, on your on your screen? She's the queen of Corona. <laughs> I thought maybe you were hanging out with Rosie O'Donnell, and you know how much I love her. So I thought, oh, maybe I had an end. I don't know. So I don't know. It's crazy. Mark, how's it I mean, you're in in Pennsylvania. I mean, you're seeing people. You have kids and a wife, right? Yep. Uh, we're staying in as much as possible, but we do our little walks, and we have a yard, so we've been trying to be outside as much as we can. But it's hard because what happens is. My wife's a teacher, so she has to teach other kids why my kids need to. Well, go. you have to be a father? Okay. <laughs> well, they have to go online and do their school. Right. So I have to like monitor Baby the kids shit. while hmm. they're doing that, but the one kid's not in school. So uh, he's going ape shit. I have to sit by the computer by the other one. And it's like, the, it, it's, it's, it's very tough. Um, when we go back to normal, any parent who does not think that uh, their teachers, their kids' teachers need a raise are insane. Two of my siblings are teachers. So, you know, and one's a school social worker. They're all in New Jersey. But, you know, I, well, I wonder, you guys, like, you know, Cuomo, uh, Governor Cuomo just said, um, you know, we're going to go back in phases, right? So here we are. The virus is going up. I guess in New York it's going down, but our numbers are so disproportionate to the rest of the country. And they say entertainers are going back last. So they're going to bring certain businesses, construction, certain things back. Entertainment, Broadway, comedy, 
I don't think we're going back for a year and a half, two years. They're going to bring back the live sex workers in Times Square before comedians get their jobs back. God, if I could turn back time. All right. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, we talk, we've talked about this before, but yeah, I mean, um, who, who's going to sit in a club? Who's going to sit in a theater right now? And you know, having it spread out in a comedy club, forget it. You know, how many gigs have we gone to and go, please make the seats closer? Please don't, you know, do we have to yeah, be on the Most dance clubs floor? have already been spreading out the audience. Yeah. Well. Mark's been doing a lot of online shows. I yeah. Mark. Mark's done a ton of them. You want to stand up? Yeah. It, I mean, I'm afraid to do it. I don't want to, but you want, yeah. I mean, I would if the money were right, but yeah. you've been doing it. Like, how's that been going? So it's, I mean, I kind of keep it as the equivalent of like when you open for a band, it's not going to be your nightclub stuff. So it's, you, you, you go up with a different expectation. So you're not going to kill like you do at a comedy club. You Mm. have to understand this is as good as it gets. This is how it works. And then when you do the zoom shows, you have to figure out ways to make it. So you get fed the dopamine of doing a live show but you're not getting a live feedback. You have to really watch the people and see if they're enjoying it or not because their mics are off. Oh, you're seeing all the faces. Yeah, you have to kind of figure out how to make it so it's not painful and that you're getting what you need out of it. Yeah, any money? You're making any money out of it? Yeah, a little bit. Good, uh, good. You know, it's, it's, well, the funny thing is, is that they're saying, like, we can't pay you what we normally pay, but we'll pay this, and then all of a sudden you go... Yeah, but I'm not traveling. Yeah. I'm not going out drinking. I'm not going yeah. out and eating. So I'm actually making probably the same money. Well, yeah. I laugh because if they're not paying what they usually pay, that's a $25 set in, in the city. <laughs> but I do think, I think, and Mark, you'd know more than I would. I got asked to do a show the other day and I couldn't because I can't get the Zoom to work and it was 40 minutes. I, that just seems really long. For you alone, 40 yeah, minutes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I think that. I think like, you know, when you do a private party and it's somebody's birthday and the person goes, we want to book you and you go, okay, how long? And they go an hour. And I go, yeah, 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 you no. don't realize how long an hour is. No, it's too no. long. It's you know, too long. It's, and they and think they're not getting their money's worth if you don't do an hour, but you're doing a better show. If you hit them for half an hour, hit them hard. Yeah. See you around like a donut. Yeah. So and the, it's hard to tell somebody that because they think, well, I'm paying the money, right. but they understand that quality is better than quantity if i'm yeah. up for 45 minutes in a club that's one thing here you, between you know, I, for 45 on minutes. my contracts it's 42 an hour depending on me it's a lot that's my time. choice what? um so like if they're really good i'll go a little longer but if they're not <laughs> it's not a good 10 minutes to, especially oh, if you're hearing my act um, but I usually go, I hit 40 and then if I'm having fun, I go, keep going, but I also don't just stand up and just do stand up. I start sitting down, talking to them and then I get up and do some jokes. I do material. And then I sit back down and do questions. And I do, I tell joke jokes. I see what they do for a living and, you know, get to know them and kind of have a conversation. It's kind of like, it's kind of like being a comedian at a party. Like you're, you got to be entertaining. Then everybody's going to want to hear some of your stuff. And then you got to come back and be social. You know what it sounds like to me, Mark? It sounds like not being a comedian. <laughs> <laughs> well, I shit like that. The one good thing about that, though, is you're not going to have that guy that's going to screw up your act. The guy in the audience yeah. is going to. 
because he's only doing it to impress everybody else. Yeah. And really, he's in his house. Only, <laughs> you know how that guy annoys everybody? He's yeah. only annoying himself. I know. Yeah, so he's just stuck with himself. No, but I get you, Mark. You're able to use other things. I think sometimes if you do a half an hour and you go longer, they win. Like there's more. They're like, oh. But if you manage right. expectations and give them even more. But, you know. It, listen, I'm glad you're making a few pennies. I mean, now I'm going to do it. I'm, yeah, I'm going to be sure I do it. Sure I do stand up on it. Bill, my friend Bill Barador, I grew up with, it sounds like an escort. And it, does, it really does. I get yeah, that's basically turn. what being in the entertainment I, is. I rub some oils on them. and then, uh, <laughs> Give them some incense. Oh, but I only practice safe comedy. <laughs> Cut a hole through the mask. Talk to Cut them. a hole through the mask. <laughs> oh boy, but Richie, are you getting out at all? Are you like able yeah. to get out? And I've been walking every day. Oh, good. Yeah, um, almost every day. Yeah. So, and I mean, that's nice. And I'll call people, whatever. But you know, I mean, it, it, it just, it's this is weird. It's just weird. You know, mm -hmm. I uh, been kind of busy with this. This market. I, I mean, we do a lot of research. Usually, yeah. not on you. Richie's care. really great but, uh, because he didn't do in the shit morning, when he was with me on the radio. Ah, oh, there's a football game on. Man. Yeah, but Sunday. She, she, the only idiot who would be on a show on Sundays. I'm like, well, <laughs> we did have fun. We I, really used, to, I used to watch the Sunday night game on my phone while we were doing the radio. Yeah, I'm like, okay, uh, Joel says I should do it. I'm like, let Joel come in. I'll hang out with him. I love I love fun. busting Richie's balls more than anyone, but he does do a lot of work on this show. He's constantly yeah. looking up clips and what do you think of trying this? Why don't we try what this? I, love, I do love this about you, Richie, and I, I'm being serious now. You have a lot of depth to you. Like you're a really funny guy, but you've got a huge heart and you really are a smart guy. I mean, you don't know what Cinco de Mayo is all about, but no, neither did I. Because you did. <laughs> Because you did. Because I did. You knew there was a battle. I knew there was I, some tortilla. I love, I love that the two of you fight so hard and you're both Irish. It's yeah, like watching like brothers and sisters That's fighting. Right. It really is. Well, well, every well, time I'm in the room with you guys, you. I'm like. Well, I'm afraid of them. I did do some research on you, Maureen. Oh, God. And we do have a clip of your, your comedy act. So let's go to her comedy oh, act. Go out with the old guys, go, because I would never want to be a cougar, not in a million years. Absolutely not. <laughs> no. My friend Carol says, but Maureen, dating a 30-year-old makes me feel so young. I'm like, all right, but it makes you look so old. <laughs> if you want to look and feel young, I would date Larry King. <laughs> I'm feeling really hot next to Larry King. <laughs> I need some young guy named Chad. <laughs> With his rich background and his tight abs, coming up to me, touching my belly fat, going, what's this? What's this, you little piece of crap? What's this? I'll tell you what this is. This is pain. Pain covered by affordable treats and wine from Trader Joe's. <laughs> we got a lot of JoJo's right here and some delicious red wine by the liver right here. That's pretty good. Was Joel in the audience? Did you guys hear Joel's laugh? The you know, <laughs> can I tell you the first one when we, when we watched it earlier today, I thought that was Joel too. I'm like, is Joel in the audience? Of a laugh. Was that and that was obviously where at Gotham 
Yeah, it was Gotham because it said Gotham behind it. No fool in you, Richie. Did you have to look up from your phone to see that? Maureen, I don't know if you know, Richie was going to be a detective before he was a comic. <laughs> I will tell you that Jerry Stiller said, Oh, yes. Maureen Langan is to comedy what James Brown is to soul. That was nice, nice, right? He did say that. It's a shame that he's that old now. <laughs> it's what? what did you say? He's just so old now. He just comments like that. I don't know. I know what you were saying. I, I got you. I was going to no, bail you. I, I, I agree, Pam. <laughs> I agree. You are the comedy with James Brown is to soul. Mm. All right, why are we going here? Where? What are you doing, Joe? Are you taking over the show now? I was getting. He's going. Move on. I was getting. We're going to take her one woman show. I, I wanted to give her some shit about this soul thing, James Brown. So yeah, let's go back to that. Are you friends with Harry Stiller? I'm very good friends with James Brown. I mean, he's dead. But uh, no, what I did was I did a roast for Ann Mira and Jerry Stiller in Nantucket, and. Uh, it sounds like a joke. I know. Everything with Nantucket's a joke. But uh, afterwards, Ann said to me, you're fucking funny. You're a fucking broad. Come with me and Jerry. We're going to go get some fucking dinner. And then we were all hanging out. And he said, you know, you're, you're like uh, James Brown was to soul. You were like that to comedy. That's great. Well, it was yeah. nice. You know, it was yeah. very fine. It was nice. Certainly from him. I mean, he's a comic genius. This was about 10 years ago he said that. Yeah, I mean, people don't I, people don't realize, like, oh, Kevin James... Father-in-law. Oh, I mean, no. Goddamn genius back in the day. Well, he wrote all their bits and everything. People yeah. loosely use the word legend. He deserves that word. What's yeah. up, Greg Vaccarello? How about that? Vac Greg. is in the house. Where's he oh. living now, Greg? Where are he's you? In Vegas. He's still I think he's in Vegas. Vegas. I love your mayor. I mean, and then somebody said that she won. Who was the runner-up? <laughs> <laughs> Vaccarello is still to this day one of the guys he could read he could read a a, a a phone book if any if they were still around and make it funny. He's so goddamn funny. You know, he was time. uh he was a regular on the Richie Byrne show. He was I, one of, he be and such he a good was, actor too. He was my art carney. I mean, dude, I, you I'd walk out after every show, the Richie Byrne show, did all this work, set everything up, produce, and then people go. Don't lose Vaccarello, man. Don't lose Vaccarello. <laughs> we worked together in, at the Tropicana back in the day, uh, Greg. But, you know, I don't know. You know, Greg, there's a comic from San Francisco who just moved to Vegas named Mark Pitta. He is one of the best MCs on the planet. Uh, he, he came from the Throckmorton in Mill Valley. That's what he used to do, a regular comedy show. I just hope you guys connect because you're both really fantastic comics. That's all. He, he asked me for videos from the show, and I wrote him back and said, yeah, I'll get on it. And that was that was months 15 ago. years ago. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, Greg. I we had a pandemic. They'll mail you the VHS next week. The beta, the three quarter yeah, inch beta. beta. <laughs> That's the good thing about the pandemic. You can blame it on anything. Like Greg wrote me five years ago for the video. So not pandemic, pandemic. It's coronavirus. You know, if you screwed up in any way, pandemic. Yeah, but what about now? Like. So I like being on your show and, and, you know, there's some really good people doing good stuff, but then you get like these lunatics going, you did my show. And I'm like, Oh, and you, what are you going to say? I'm busy. Like, what can you do? And as no, Colleen just said, but you do know, Greg burned out is now available yeah, thank you, on Colleen. Vimeo. Burned out sale. now available for sale on rent or rent on Vimeo. <laughs> it's shameless promotion. Shameless promotion. There it is. Shameless promotion. Anyway, um, you were talking about what? You were talking about who? Me, Mark? Maybe no, I forgot. 
Drink of the Mile. What I want to know is, Richie and I look like we're wearing wigs. Where did you get your hair done? You have your hair done. Your hair looks great. It does? Yeah. How did you get your hair done? I'm not joking. What specifically? So you're my, you're setting me up. Right, no, cool. your color and the the bangs are coming down. You have like the but it's I like a red Jennifer Aniston. Look, there's Richie's mother. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean that as a as a, the set up a joke. I I honestly thought your hair looked great. Well, you know what? Thank you. I did blow dry a tape, but you know what? Um, I had the roots in, so every day I was wearing like a scarf, like Valerie Harper, and. <laughs> The Sicilian and I, I've never colored my own hair. We go, let's do it. It came out a little too light in the roots. I was going to say, when you... When, I think it looks good. When you're living with a Sicilian... I cut my own bangs. Go ahead. You know, I mean... Living with a Sicilian, there's plenty of knives, scissors. Plenty of knives. All plenty sorts of, of weapons. But how about this? We did the DNA test, and uh, his mother never told him, because he was raised Catholic. His father, uh, his grandparents were from Italy, went to Catholic school. Uh, turns out his DNA came back half Jewish. His mother was 100% Jewish and never told him. Makes sense. Good food, wow. a lot of guilt. Isn't that unbelievable? Hey, see, when you said you did a DNA test, <laughs> I thought you, you were pregnant. I'm pregnant, yeah. I'm, I'm carrying quadruplets. And uh, yeah, <laughs> me and Curtis Lee was sister. She was like 70 when she had, remember that? That was in the, no. like the new uh, Octomom. Sex in her 60s. But I have my stomach looks like I'm pregnant. But the thing is, uh, <laughs> so my dad is dark. You know, he can tan a, a lot. And his parents are from Ireland and my mom's from Ireland. So I thought, well, maybe before he dies, God goes to God, let me see, check my DNA because he can go out in the sun. He tans. He is. Uh, anyway, it comes back, my DNA. Are you ready? What do you think it is? 100% Irish. Mark? African. Yeah, 100% Irish for tea. 100. <laughs> we didn't even visit Galway or Dublin. Right from the Midlands, three counties in a row. That's it. <laughs> what about you, Vern? Me? Yeah. Uh, turns out I'm Jamaican and Korean. Who knew? So, um, Italian, Mediterranean. I, don't know. I, never did, I never did that stuff. I don't. I don't. That's you don't it. believe in it? All right. Okay. Italian, so, Mediterranean, and then I found out it was there's a tiny trace of Liberian, which is like Spanish. And then um, on my mom's side, it was Scotch Irish. Liberia. They created Liberia is in Spanish. And they made up the country. Didn't they make it up like 50 years ago? Let's look up Liberia. And what are you talking about Mediterranean? That's Greek or Italian. Pick one. Yeah, Italian. Does Rick Adana give that away? Um, All right, it, I'm looking up Liberia because I, I they named it on your show. Liberia, yes, the Republic of Liberia, county in the okay, a country on the West African coast. It is bordered by Sierra Leone to the northwest, Guinea to that's a bad word to its north, Ivory Coast to the east, and the Atlantic Ocean. To, it covers who cares how many miles it covers. I'm going to read the history of it. I'll get back to you. Monrovia is the capital. Um, You're putting an L on it. Iberian Peninsula. A Liberian. Uh, Iberia. Iberian. Oh, you said Liberia. In Africa. Oh, okay. Yeah. You oh, okay. Iberia. That's like a Portuguese Spanish thing. Yeah. All right. I okay, take it back. I thought well, you didn't know. I'm like yeah. Liberia became like liberty. It was a country. It was like their independence. All right. Anyway, that's fun <laughs> Maureen Langan. I'm here. I'm here for you all day. Didn't know Cinco de Mayo, but knows the entire history of Europe. Now you know what I, <laughs> you know what I do find interesting, Mo, is uh, these people who go on and find out they have 
half brothers and sisters. Oh, that's creepy. Nobody got time for that. It's, Ain't nobody got time for that. It's really weird, man. I got enough of my own, but it's going on and it's happening like crazy. Like, well, yeah, that can be weird. It's weird because you think like, if you have another, like an illegitimate child, and they're always legitimate. They're just maybe married, unmarried, out of wedlock. You, you get through your whole life hiding that, yeah, and then right. you die, and you think I got through. And then, like fifteen years later, you got some great grandchild going, "Ah, oh, you were fucked up. That was fucked up." You know what I mean? I'm, I'm part milkman. Like, uh, what's know, that? I'm not gonna say it, but I, I'm not gonna say it. Say what are we gonna say? Nothing, nothing. Oh, it's bad. I'll tell you off. Okay, Iberia is in the southwestern tip of the European continent. The Iberian Peninsula includes the uh, countries of Andorra, Portugal, and Spain, uh, and the British Crown Colony of Gibraltar. That's as of 2015. (laughs) (laughs) I love history. What can I tell you? I love history. I think that was more geography, but okay. Um, well, also the history of the well, that is geography, but I do love history. So you have a one-woman show that you have, you don't talk about a lot, but um, yeah, I'm not. I'm going to stop doing it. I think unless people Sun- really want me to. Sanitation. Oh no, it's not. It's called Daughter of a Garbage Man. Right. And yeah, what do you? Yeah. Mean? Why are you not going to do it anymore? I don't know. I mean, maybe I will, but it's so emotional to do, even though it's really funny. It's really deep, and it's like. You know, look, it, it did well. I had a long run in San Francisco for over a year, took it to Florida. The Jews thought, oh, she's good. Oh, I mean, I thought it was going to be funnier. I didn't know it was going to be that emotional, but it's good. Um, <laughs> after they woke up from the nap, I think you should always give the Florida Jews like another place to have a nap. So I like bringing my uh, show there. <laughs> oh, I mean, it won, I humbly say it won one of the top solo shows in the Bay Area. And it was but it's like there's things you go into that are emotional and hard. And then I, I leave and I'm like, it's good. And people connect with it. But I'm like, whoa. So I think I just need a little break from it. Yeah. Do you let, do you, did, did that happen? Did people fall asleep? Oh, well, only one show in Florida. I mean, I've gotten, I went from standing ovations in February in San Francisco. Literally the next week I'm in Florida. And I said to the guy, you see what you just showed, that, that graphic? I said, please don't use that because it looks like I'm a circus clown jumping out of a garbage can. Yeah, there it is. I said, please don't use that one because look at that. I'm out of a garbage can. Who's yeah. going to think that you're getting emotional and serious as well as funny? I said, could you please promote it as a true solo show with heart and humor and emotion? And then I'm out of a garbage can. And people are like, oh, I thought it was good. And it's the afternoon, the matinee. Oh, I don't know why she's using that language. I'm like, it's like, what's going on? Oscar the Grouch is much prettier in person. I I was on a cruise ship once, and I was doing the show, and I got got an applause break. And I went, shh, during the, shh. And I, and I go, you'll wake them. <laughs> and the whole first three rows were just 90-year-olds like, God, just gone asleep. <laughs> and I got in trouble for that. I got the uh, the cruise director was mad that I actually, A, noticed me stop clapping, and B, no. pointed out that people were asleep. I'm like, how could you miss them? This is what I would have done, Richie. I would have let them finish the applause break and said, thank you, but you just woke up the other people. I would have let them have, I would have had all that. I would have woke. Hey, you want to hear one of my health issues? What as you like it. Well, that's right. That's true. I, um, please. So, um, 
But you want to hear one of my worst hell gigs about Daughter of a Garbage yes. Man? First of all, the show did very well. I should, it, it, most of the shows have been fantastic. Yeah, but nobody really? wants to hear about the standing ovation. Nobody. We want to hear the crazy stories. So I was supposed to, I took it to a nice place in Florida. But prior to that, I was going to work it out at this little uh, room I had done last year. Small, 50-seater, very cool area, gay, gay friendly. So you get a great audience, smart. So uh, all we were going to do, Harlan Halper, you know my Harlan, he um, has helped us um, get gigs, Mark, and um, he, um, we did a contract last year, simple, just these are the dates, this is, you know, the, the breakdown financially, easy peasy, pudding and pie. So this year, the owner says, I'm not going to be there, um, you'll have a house manager, though, and you'll have to pay for the house manager, since I go, sure. So then I get the contract. He goes, I don't like this contract, the owner. I go, why? It's the same thing as last year. He goes, well, you have to clean the bathrooms. You're responsible for cleaning, like I'm the pine saw lady. So I go, I'm not cleaning the bathrooms. And he goes, but you have to. And I said, but I'm not. He goes, but you I go, but I don't have to. And he goes, well, then I guess we don't have a deal. And I go, okay, bye. And I hung up. Because you know what I mean? I'm not going to be treated like crap, you know? I mean, he goes, I go, but what am I paying the house manager for? He goes, no, you have to find the house manager to pay. I go, well, the house managers do I know in Fort Lauderdale? So then he goes, you've got to clean the bathroom. So then a week later, he calls me back and he goes, emails me. He goes, so are we still on? I go, no. He goes, so you don't want to do the show anymore? I go, you called and you berated me and you said I have to clean bathrooms. And he goes, you're pathetic. <laughs> I'm pathetic. I am. <laughs> I said, well, you don't call people, verbally abuse them, tell them they have to, because he got really verbally weird, and tell them they have to clean your stupid, smelly bathrooms. He goes, you hung up on me because you were berating me. And I'm like, okay. He goes, then let's cancel the show. I go, okay. I didn't say let's cancel the show. You said it. Then call me and say, I'm sorry, I overreacted, you know, and we'll deal with it. Shit. There's no business in the world that people get treated like this. Clean the bathrooms. Clean the, You're going to bring the people in, entertain them, and then clean up their shit, literally. Yeah, and literally, right. I said, that ain't <laughs> happening, buddy. I've yeah. had a few agents who would tell me, boy, your ego's through the roof. Your ego? Because <laughs> you no, like, clean like, no, I'm not cleaning oh. Oh. Yeah, the people say, hey, listen, it's a good gig. Do <laughs> it. What's wrong with you? Right it's now, there's 15, gluten. there's 15 comics watching this going, where is that? How do bathrooms? That sounds great. Yeah, where can, who books that? I'll do it. <laughs> so I have to. Is it a bringer show or just no? It's a bathroom show. So have your parents seen your one woman play? No, 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 no. I, I don't. It, again, you know, it goes into some things that you like. You know, denial's a good thing for some people. Let them have it. My mother did read the script, and I did tell her. You know, she read it, and she gave me her blessing, and she wrote a beautiful letter that she's proud of me and tell my truth, which is the antithesis of how I was raised. You keep, right. you know. Don't tear your laundry. I'm like, we're the only people on the blog without a clothes dryer, so we have to air our laundry. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so she knows what it's about. And she gave me her blessing, which that's a really, and that's part of the coming, you know, to uh, to a fullness and a completeness that you don't think is going to happen, which is really great. Well, and my dad's a character, you know? Oh, how about this? So there's a line in the show where I say my dad, he's a character because he's from the South Bronx. He's a blend of Archie Bunker, Fred Sanford, and Marlon Brando, the early years, not the fat years. And I said, my dad is a man. This is the story. I'm not making this up. He's a man who still calls people colored, but in a good way, if that's at all possible. You know, I saw my colored friend, you know, back in the Bronx. That's how he talks. What do you want me to do? It's a true story. After the show, this woman comes up to me about my age and goes, you know, I'm really offended by your use of the word fat. 
<laughs> she's cornering me. I go, oh. She says, you know, I used to have an eating disorder. I go, well, who didn't? Blah, blah, get in line. She says, I used to have an eating disorder. And my therapist said that I should confront issues that upset me. And I go, and you picked me? You picked me a whole life? You're puking without me? Now, all of a sudden, it's my fault? You know what I mean? All of a sudden, all of a sudden, it's my problem. See, that's why I don't want to clean the bathrooms. I don't know who's puking in there. I don't, ain't nobody got time for that. Well, can you imagine? No, I can't. The word, fat. That's the word that I'm, I'm still stuck on the bathroom thing. I, I can't <laughs> get past. I can't believe that they no. thought like that was an okay thing in a contract. Yeah. You're yeah, like, right. okay, I don't want brown M&Ms, but I'll clean the bathroom. Right. Isn't that unbelievable? Yeah, isn't the contracts really supposed to go the other way? And I said to him, you're the one who called yelling at me. I have treated you professionally. I have spoken in a professional manner and tone. If you want to do business with people, you don't treat them like that. You know, and then he had people call to say he was sorry. And it's like, oh, he's a grown ass man. You know? But then when he wrote, you're pathetic. I'm like, this guy is totally projecting himself, you know, like projecting it. Like, I go, that's the only time you don't need it. You get to a point in this business, you're like, I'm not cleaning your back. I go, no, it's not going to happen. He goes, but you have to do it. I go, what part if I am not going to do it do you not understand? There is no way I'm cleaning your bathroom. I'm just, and I stayed really calm like this. I go, it's not going to happen. But it has to. I go, okay. He goes, do you hear me? You have to do it. Are you? And he's yelling. He goes, do you hear me? I said you have to do it. I go, okay, I'm going to repeat. I'm going to do active listening. I hear what you're saying. I have to clean the bathroom. I want you to hear what I'm saying. It's not going to happen ever. Okay? So we hear each other. All right, good. Then maybe you don't want to do the gig. I'm, then don't do it. Like, okay, bye. <laughs> bye, wig. I mean, wow. am I going to go clean? Would you do that? You wouldn't no. do it. No. I can't even fathom. I didn't even clean bathrooms when that was my job. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, it's just insane. So, you know, that's the, those are the shit gigs. But, you know, we Literally. have to Yeah, yeah, the shit gigs. Do you have any, anything still on the books? Or are you completely, like, wiped out right now? Like, I have one gig in uh, Wisconsin in October. And I do have, because I do a lot of corporate MCing. So I do have a four-day corporate uh, MC gig in two weeks, which will be four days over Zoom. Thank God they didn't cancel that. Because, you know, I don't do so comedy. I was a broadcast journalist. I host things, move it along. You know, I read who's going to be there, have their bios, do a little, you know, write some stuff, weaving in and out of that. You know, like you would do a birthday party, but pays much better. You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> that kind of thing. So what about you guys? Anything on the books for you? Well, I'm doing this thing Friday, which, you know, is the first thing I'm doing since March 15th. Yeah, March 15th. That's yeah, what I know. Sunday night. And uh, that's outdoors. Like I said, people are going to be on their cars, I guess. I'm not sure exactly how it's going to work. And then I have something booked in July that they're talking about. It's a theater that they're going to try and do outdoors. Hey, I was supposed to go to Edinburgh for the month of August to uh, do my Don't Make Me Hate You show. I was doing uh, Don't Make Me Hate You, which is um, my T-shirt on my website. Oh, uh, oh wow. T-shirt? I sell those on my website, Don't Make Me Hate You. They're, they crack me up because I don't want to hate people. They make me hate them. Like the bathroom <laughs> guy. I call him Mr. Tidy Bowl. No, I call it the Tidy Bowl Theater. I call him Mr. Swap. <laughs> <laughs> But um, you don't want to hate. I wanted to love him, but he made me hate him. Do you see how that happens? I'm yep. a victim. Uh, but I was supposed I hate to hate him. Of, co of course you do. Um, so, because we're codependent and we have to hate the same people together. Because we're, <laughs> yeah, we're family. That's but how brothers and sisters operate. Right. When, when push comes to shove, that's how it is. 
and I will have your back in a minute. Right. We can say anything we want about each other, but nobody else. But isn't that true? I would never let anybody say so. I couldn't even imagine. I would bust your balls, but if somebody, but nobody would say anything negative about it. Like, where did that even come from? Because that, that's why we don't, Joel hasn't been on because he was saying some bad things about you. Oh, and I said, Joel, that's enough. That's hurtful, Joel. That's very hurtful, Joel. And stay off. Stay out of here, Joel. I don't need your bullshit. Uh, um, no, but you know, I was going to go there for August, and that all got canceled too. All yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a long year. It's going to be a year before we start getting back to things, I think. Yeah. Elizabeth Focaccia, a bread guy and scarf lady, can come up with some vaccine. <laughs> Even then, it's going to be a year. Even, you know, I mean, you know, I don't know. I, I say Trump was going, I think the end of the year, and he, and he was just saying that. You know, who knows? That's but, not like him, though, to just say something. I mean, I think if he says that, it's you probably knew I was going to do a whole show without saying the T word for you. Oh. Yeah. You knew it. Please, not even a little disappointed in him yet, Richie. God, not a now it's going to be like Thanksgiving. I'm going to have to hear you two bitch about politics. Oh. <laughs> Doing a great job. Just ask him. <laughs> good, good, good. Very good. All right. Maury, you were great as I always. I love you guys. Hey, love tell Joel to pop up his face. I want to say hi to Joel. Joel, pop in here, up. buddy. Are you Come there? on. He we got to get it. He's, it's my guts. Uh, maybe he's not on. What's he doing? What is, <laughs> he's booking well, us for some Zoom wait, shows that pay really wait, big bucks. He's having issues, it says. I don't oh, think he means with the with the computer. <laughs> We're all having issues. Hey, but can I just tell people to please um, tune into Hanging with Langan? Yes. Um, Three o'clock, Monday through Friday. Um, you know, I, I have Kelly Carlin coming on, George's daughter. I have Lori Kilmartin uh, on future shows. She's a writer for uh, Conan. I had Bobby Collins today and Jessica Kirsten. And you guys will come on, right, at some point? Yes. Yeah? yes. Joel's, in the, Joel's in the back going, clean the bathrooms? Why didn't I think of that? <laughs> He'll think of it. It'll come up. Um, but thanks, you guys. And they can follow me at MaureenLangan.com, L-A-N-G-A-N. I'm a Langan. It all takes you to there the same place. Love you guys. All the best. Be safe, all right? How do I get out of this that thing. was drinks, jokes, and storytelling. Woo! Last call. Thanks for listening to Drinks, Jokes, and Storytelling. 